Toots Hibbert, Toots and the Maytals, uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Died yesterday. Hey, my name's Pete. This is Social Distancer. All right. Did you get the beginning of that? Probably not. It says, "Hello, my name It says, "Hello, my name's Pete. This is Social Distancer." Yeah. Ten seconds. Right now, um, Robert Buckland. Robert Buckland. I will not refer to him in any other way apart from to say that he did an interview today with Andrew Marr and this is the big distraction that I will be spending just a few seconds on but it is more than a distraction it's also a a seriously uh, difficult position for everybody living in the UK especially if you're uh, anti-Brexit and most people listening to this, well, I don't know whether you are or not, but even if you're pro-Brexit, surely you're slightly confused by the uh, choices the government has made in the last couple of days. And so he's the um, Secretary of State for Justice, or Buckland, and basically what that means is that if the government breaks the law, usually the Secretary of State for Justice would resign. But listen to this. So I understand what you want to happen is that we get an agreement uh, in the negotiations. If we don't, and we do actually invoke these articles, and we do break international law, is that the point at which Robert Buckland resigns from this government? Well, what I will be working on is making sure that we resolve that conflict as soon as possible. I'm just looking for an answer to my question. Is that the moment that Robert Buckland resigns from the government, if if we break international law itself? If I see the rule of law being broken in a way that I find unacceptable, then of course Ah. I will go. We are not at that stage. I know, but we, would, would that be unacceptable? If we, as a country, break... And then Mar goes on a little bit more, but that's basically it. Uh, in a way that he finds unacceptable. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? So when you're out, you know, in the shops, in curries, and you take a printer off the shelf and you put it in your bag, and they say, are you planning to pay for the printer? You would say, well, I find that it's uh, not unacceptable for me to have a new printer without paying for it. You know, this is, the law is is one thing. My acceptability of the law is a totally different thing. It is um, up to my opinion. So there we go. I don't think after such a car crash interview um, like that, if this bill passes, which apparently is happening tomorrow, and there's no, I mean, they do have a whacking majority, but there's a lot of Tories that are, against this and John Major um, and Tony Blair kind of did a you know teamed up like a tag team and they uh, came out against it like basically saying you know the um, the Good Friday agreement is on the line if this bill goes through so you know it's not insignificant stuff I think um, it's totally culture warry and very Trumpian that they even try to do this ridiculous thing the um, you know Johnson government, and so in that way it is a distraction from the absolute chaos of the coronavirus. But I did think that I would mention it at the beginning of the show, but this is a coronavirus special, like every bloody show is. And welcome. Welcome to the trend report. So big news 
we all know this, the um, average seven-day moving average for the UK is now 3,000. 3,000, a terrible week in the UK. Um, I was speculating last weekend about how long it would take for us to catch up to France and uh, you know we're not quite there yet and we'll look at France in a moment but last time I recorded this on the 6th of September last uh, Sunday um, it was 1,800 that was the seven day average then now it's 3,000 and the reason for that is uh, unbelievable um, set of numbers of the last couple of days so we haven't had the numbers for today um, recording this in the afternoon so um, as of Saturday the 12th 3,497 day before 3,593 day before that 2,900 plus day before that 2,600 plus day before that 2,400 plus day before that 2,948 so all of that added together divided by a 7 and you got just over 3,000 and and in France they climbed in the same period from last Monday the 7th they were um, 4,200 plus and yesterday the 12th for the first time it was over 10,000 new cases in France so you know so much work to do in so many places and there's a the chances are if you're listening to this in Europe then it's going up apart from Belgium where it's coming down which is fantastic so congratulations to Belgium and uh, in the United States where there's a healthy proportion, a quite a shocking proportion of my listeners are those bloody, what are they called? I was going to say go-jetters. <laughs> they are bullhorners. I don't think you are actually listen by a bullhorn. Have you abandoned bullhorn? Because I take the piss out of it. Anyway, you're still listening in the States, so thank you so much. And a lot of listeners in Oregon, so listen, Oregon, um... You know, I'm I'm really sorry about what's happening, and take care of yourself, okay, on the west coast. Now, good news is that from coronavirus point of view, you have gone down this week on the seven-day trend. Oregon. Then I've got some lots of listeners in New York, so let's just jump over to New York here. And again, you're down. Um, so that's good news. You know, really good news. Um, and then let's just uh, get another couple of places where I know I've got some listeners in the States. Virginia is uh, stable, not going up, not going down really. Ohio, how's it going in Ohio? Is it okay in Ohio? Why are you going down in Ohio? Vote Biden. Come on, Ohio, vote Biden. Forget about that Trump fucker. New Jersey. Oh, mate. Right, up. Ah, oh, Christ's sake, New Jersey. California, I don't think it's good news in California. Take care of yourselves in California, won't you? Please do it. Oh, no, good news. Excellent. It's gone down in California. 
Uh, Texas, let's take a look at Texas. And there's not many to go now because the vast majority of my listeners in, in the States are in um, Oregon, New York, I think. Oh, in Virginia, quite a lot. Um, anyway, Texas is going down as well. Excellent. And now we've got a couple more places to go. Oh, quite a quite a few more. Right, so I just say up and down, up, up or down. So, uh, Washington. Hold on a second, I'm having a problem with my little computer here. There we go. Washington is down, excellent. Illinois is um, down, excellent. Massachusetts, Massachusetts is down, excellent. Pennsylvania is, where's Pennsylvania? You probably know this if you're living in Pennsylvania. Is down, excellent. Vermont, oh yeah, is that all the, um, Bernie supporters, eh? Oh. <laughs> Down. Only nine. Bloody hell. Only nine new cases. Is that for the week? Nine new cases? Oh, daily. So the average for the last week has been nine. I think that's what it's saying. In Vermont. Well, that's pretty good then, isn't it? Pretty good situation you're in. Pennsylvania. Um, it is high in Pennsylvania, but the trend is down, which is good. And, um, oh, sorry, did I say Pennsylvania already? Yeah, Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut, how's my pronunciation? Thankfully, I don't need to say Arkansas again. Fucking hell. Right, Connecticut. Uh, up. Connecticut. Up. But it looks like it's quite low. Well, maybe not, actually. Well, I think the trend is... No, it is ticking up a little bit, but it's quite low, I think. Okay, just... uh, Now we're going to Michigan. Brilliant. Man, all of these places I've wanted to go to. I've never been to the States. And I've wanted to go to all these places all my life. Because I follow film. Well, not just that, but obviously, if you, you know, follow film, then... You know every part of the United States better than every part of England, basically. And um, anyway, Michigan. But also I follow US politics as well, you know. So that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Michigan is um, going in the right direction. No, it's not. I do apologize. It's going in the wrong direction. So that's no good. Um, Arizona. Arizona where my brother lives. Excellent news. They've been through it, haven't they, Arizona? But excellent news is that it's going down at the moment. It's been going down for quite a while, which is fantastic. So take care if you're you're in Arizona. Take care if you're my brother. (laughs) Very specific message. This is the easy way of communicating with your family, isn't it? Via loads of other people. North Carolina, let's take a look. Where are we at in North Carolina? North Carolina is down. Good. Florida is um, down. Vote early, please, in Florida. Vote early. Vote Biden. Get it in. 
We don't want all this bullshit of, you know, oh, what's the results? We, d- we just can't take that, right? There's enough going on in this world where we don't want Florida to be like, oh, it's going to be a few days for the fucking results to come through in Florida. If Biden wins Florida, it's incredibly difficult for Trump to win. So it is possible still, but basically, you know, the chances are if Biden wins Florida, then of course he would have taken states which are a lot less difficult for him to win Florida. So please, Florida listeners, do the right thing for the sake of the, you know, health of the entire world. Um, Please do the right thing. Kansas. Kansas uh, blipped up a couple of um, weeks ago. Do you remember I mentioned Kansas? Well, I've got another state that's on the road as well for the first time, I think for the first time, on the roster, I should say. So first of all, Kansas, we've got... Oh, for fuck's sake, this stupid computer. All right, good, it's going down. Okay, it's kind of up and down, up and... Oh, no, sorry, yeah, it is going down. But up and down, up and down, it's a little bit tight in Kansas. It's going up and down, up and down. But anyway, the trend at the moment is going down. And finally, welcome to the show, listeners in Wisconsin. Um, Bad news is going up, but it has gone down uh, recently. So let's get it going down again, please. And thank you for listening. And um, various other places in, you know, obviously we know about Europe. You know, Australia, things are kind of looking okay in Australia, apart from the insane protests in um, Melbourne, which I love Melbourne a lot, but there's been insane protests everywhere everywhere in the world, including London and loads of other places. And, you know, it's just that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? In these uh, times, a um, once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic is exactly the kind of thing that fuckwits will get upset about. And unfortunately, there's fuckwits all over the world. So, yeah, generally speaking, certainly in the UK, the trend is, well, this is the, you know, the, the second spike. We've got to remember that the school... Um, you know, the impact of the schools opening hasn't really hit us yet. So we'll see where we are next week, whether that makes a difference. Basically, it's um, the headline in the UK is that it's over 3,000 uh, over the last seven days. And that's from just under 2,000 the last seven days, last, last week, last Sunday. And that is the end of the Trek Report.
son had developed a cold at nursery and I was quite anxious about this because obviously you know you never know but you actually do know that um, a snotty nose is not one of the symptoms but he was quite lethargic and kind of unlike him this was Thursday night and lethargy in children is one of the big things to look out for um, and in fact, Dr. John Campbell did a, a, a video, just coincidentally on the Thursday, about symptoms in children. So I knew exactly what to look out for, which was nice of John, Dr. John, Dr. John Campbell. And um, anyway, Friday I went to work and it was okay. Saturday now, well, it's Sunday today, but Saturday I developed a cold. My partner's a little bit like a sore throat, but fine. Um, but it makes you think and also combined with just the kind of state you get when you're 45 like on your 45th birthday during a pandemic that could kill you you know slightly kind of I wouldn't say introspective even but just kind of thinking you know where's it gonna go I mean I'm constantly thinking about that I'm doing a fucking podcast about it all the time you know constantly thinking about that constantly that's very Starmer isn't it yes very Starmer constantly thinking about that um you know where's it going to go and we've got the case the cases are going up everywhere we've spoken about how the cases are not a reliable indicator like anyway but certainly not now when there's still every day there's problems with cases and people not being able to get tests basically when i say problems with cases people in their thousands can't get tests in in britain so, you know, it's, it adds to this sense of, you know, when I, I think back on the week, I am, I wrote to the school and the school has taken me seriously in terms of uh, smartening up their ventilation because there's a couple of things. And I've said, like, you know, previously on this podcast, you know, I'm very pleased with the school. I mean, it's brilliant what the school have done, but it's not perfect. That's a quite a Starmer thing as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's not perfect. Um, it's not perfect. And one area that they could tighten up on is um, ventilation. So that's going to be kind of, you know, implemented, which is good, really good and absolutely vital. I mean, obviously, if you work in a school, your prime uh, responsibility overriding everything including the education of the kids is to safeguard their safety you know so or guard their safety how do you say that safeguard their safety yeah and then you know so probably you know getting rid of a airborne violent a violence well it is fucking violent airborne virus is a good idea you know probably a good idea to open the window 
anyway, um, overall, you know, they've been great, and obviously they're going to even get even better if they start opening the windows, you know. But you kind of think, because I am the kind of person that is, I can't just sit there and, you know what I mean, I'm there to, like, help the kids, you know. So I do get involved, I do get stuck in, I do roll my sleeves up, and I do try to kind of remember, oh, it's probably a good idea to social distance. Now, I do have a mask on, but I also know that the main thing, in order to avoid this this thing, this virus, is to stay away from people, yeah? So if you're constantly, which I am, constantly, like, you know, however many kids there are in the in the room, they're not socially distancing within themselves, within the classroom. Um, some teachers are better than others at that, and some uh, groups that I'm with are smaller than others, you know, and some classrooms are bigger than others. But by and large, the children are not socially distancing in the classroom. Of course, they're not socially distancing anywhere at all, you know. They're all excited to kind of get to know each other and all the rest of it, so there's no social distancing happening within the classroom. Uh, the adults are a bit more circumspect, obviously, and I, you know, have got a mask on and started to think, you know, now that I've, I don't think I've got COVID-19, you know, if I, I uh, had a bit of a sore throat the other day, and so in the, for the first time in my um, COVID-19 uh, Zoe check, you know, the app that I'm sure everyone in Britain has got and uses and if you don't then please do download it and use it because four million of us are doing it and um, anyway in that like for the first time I said yes I don't feel normal I think there's the question is do you feel physically normal I mean how do you answer that you know <laughs> but anyway I always put yes uh, but for the first time I put no the other day I go through the list of symptoms. The only symptom I had was a sore throat. And of course, it didn't register anything. I had a bit of a headache, but nothing like the kind of headache that would, you know, I mean, I had a headache because I had a fucking mask on for hours. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, anyway, you know, for the first, and the, the, the symptoms are long and I only had a sore throat, you know, and my son has got a cold. So no surprise, I've got a cold. I don't think I've got COVID-19. But of course, in the context of having gone out of into the world for the first time, not only just into the world, like working in an office or whatever, getting the bus into an office, I'm not doing that. I'm being around hundreds of people every day, most of the time inside, and literally around like breaking the two metre thing or even the one metre thing with, I don't know, 60 people a day, probably. Maybe, yeah, about 60 people, I'd say, a day. So these are uh, children that I am, uh, well, maybe not 60, maybe a bit less than that, maybe, I don't know, 50, 40, 50 children that I'm helping. So different classes, different kids. And, you know, obviously, if you're kind of helping somebody with a maths thing, you can't really... Like, you've got to be there, like, helping them with the maths thing, you know what I mean? So I am thinking maybe I'm getting a bit too close. Maybe I'm, uh, uh, you know, rising the risk. Well, I am. Of course I am. Like, you know, the, the risk is rising the closer I get. And I am assuming that everyone's got it. And I am thinking, you know, how many seconds have I been with this child? Or how many 
whatever minutes have I been with this, like at this table with this child? You know, that kind of thing is, I am aware of that. I'm also aware of being close to the windows when I'm not doing that. But, you know, I, I, maybe I do need to kind of step, take a step back a little bit. And colleagues of mine who are in the same role as me are doing that. Like they are basically kind of not as, you know, well, your sleeves up as they normally would be. You know, it's very difficult for me to do that, but also, also very difficult for me to survive this thing. So, you know what I mean? Probably I should adapt a little bit, you know, <laughs> and fucking just step back a little bit. But anyway, a good week, funny end to the week because of this, um, you know, because of my son being ill, basically. It probably means that I'm not going to be at work tomorrow, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I don't know. I mean, it would be actually quite unusual for things to break out but not impossible but quite unusual for things to break out so quickly but if it is going to break out the earliest will probably be midweek in terms of a you know a case developing within the school uh, community you know because it, it obviously we know that it's if the people are symptomatic it's going to come out a couple of days after you know about five days five to seven days afterwards. So if somebody caught something on Tuesday, for instance, which is the first day that the kids were back, then it might come out over the weekend. Yeah. Um, like today, basically. Um, and I think when I kind of look back on all of the, uh, you know, interactions that I've had, all of the hunt that, well, thousands of interactions I've had, this week, maybe not thousands, but certainly many hundreds of interactions. I don't, there isn't one moment, which is really good. There isn't one moment when I thought, oh my God, I shouldn't have been doing that, you know? Um, but at the same time, it isn't like, it's not easy to kind of be in this position. You know what I mean? Anyway, you know, I do also have to remember that the cases are low, probably much lower than the vast majority of the people listening to this, wherever you're listening. And I know I've got um, friends listening in many parts of the UK, for instance, where it is, you know, hairy, you know, where you're listening, hairy, hairy places. So, but at the same time, you know, you're probably going to survive it better than I am, you know. So fuck you. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? I wonder how Augusto is in Italy. I think he might be back now. But anyway, you know, they're um, adhering to the mask thing in Italy much, much better than we are in... And it's just basically not happening in the UK, you know. This six-person rule thing, the rule of six, comes in tomorrow. And we're going to do a show tomorrow. But, you know, is that going to make a difference? I mean, I can't really see it making much of a difference because people are still going back to school and the next big thing to look out for is going to develop in the next couple of weeks in terms of the impact of schools going back taking my place out of the picture where we'd be very unlucky to have a case it could happen and it doesn't really have anything to do with luck but you know uh, locally it is it is low you know, but of course, you have no idea who actually has it because the testing thing is all over the place. But based on the tests that are being done, it is low. And so we would be unlucky. Yeah, that was another Starmer thing as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, we'll have to see. But the next couple of weeks, we are going to see, I think, 
uh, a surge in cases probably and also interestingly this uh, surge that we've got at the moment if you can call this well it is a surge I mean Jesus Christ over 3,000 per uh, seven days I would say is a bit of a surge up more than a thousand than this time last week and that is fueled by Rishi Sunak Rishi Sunak and his eat out what's it called eat me out and take me out whatever it's called eat me out first and then take me out um, and that is the, 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 there was a, a study came out in the United States uh, yesterday that said uh, people with coronavirus are twice as likely to have gone to a restaurant than people without coronavirus. It doesn't matter whether you're sitting outside the restaurant or inside the restaurant, apparently. The fact is that if you go to a restaurant during a pandemic, I mean, not a good idea, right? So if you're doing that now, stop doing it, okay? Because you are twice as likely to get the fucking thing than if you don't go. And people are now putting two and two together. This uh, eat out, meat out, whatever it's called, which I have lampooned, it was actually a big success, massive success. Uh, you know, 10 million meals sold through this uh, venture. And so, you know, nice for the businesses. And I understand the kind of economic you know, I, I understand that it's nice for restaurants not to go out of business. Do you know what I mean? But it's also probably a good idea not to poison your fucking <laughs> like clients with a with a deadly virus. That's also quite good, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's old Rishi. God, he was going so well for Rishi Sunak, wasn't it? Now he's responsible. He alone is responsible for the um, for the spike in cases. Incredible. Now, I'm going to wrap this up because I don't know what this is. Is this the outro? Maybe we'll call this the outro. Right, this is the outro. Hi, welcome to the outro. I've only been talking for nine years. Now, one other thing is Dr. John Campbell is back on the VD, the VD, the VD, (laughs) the vitamin D train. He's on the vitamin D train. So take vitamin D basically is the point. And it is actually the government's recommendation that you'd never know about it, you know, but the, the UK government recommends that people take a vitamin D supplement in the uh, autumn and the winter because the idea is that you're outside in the spring and the summer so much that you don't need it because of the sun obviously um, produces vitamin D in the body. Um, but, and, and, and watch the video for the, you know, kind of thinking behind it. But basically, you know, it's really good. It's the, the more you take, well, there, there is a, a level where you can't, where you start to get ill through taking too much vitamin D, but that is a massive amount. You know, you need to take a lot of vitamin D uh, before you start to, you know, before it starts to get toxic in your system. But take a vitamin D supplement and look into the level where you, um, with the kind of safe levels. So for instance, I'm taking two 25 micrograms a day, 50 micrograms a day, which is the kind of, so it's two, the tablet, I'm taking two of the tablets. You're supposed to take one, but I've looked into it and you can take two. In fact, you can take three before it gets, you know, toxic 
but don't actually want to get ill in, in any way, even if it's... Here they are. Hear that? So, um, 25 microgram, and I'm taking two of them. A day. A day. And also, I'm quite... I mean, it's a beautiful sunny day today, and my job involves being outside quite a lot, which is nice. Um... So that's good, isn't it? Well, not, I mean, not that I'm, I'm just walking from place to place outside, but I am outside quite a lot. So, and my, obviously, as you know, if you listen to this, I'm on Dartmoor every 45 seconds, aren't I? But you can't just rely on, you know, if you're a gardener, for instance, then you probably are getting quite a bit of vitamin D, but take the fucking tablet. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Take the tablet, unless there's a good reason why you think you shouldn't take the tablet take it because it's cheap and like uh, Dr. Campbell says it is baffling to the point where it's starting to become negligent this is the word he used today Um, I think this is yesterday's video actually Um, you know it's baffling why they aren't doing large-scale tests but as Roseanne Kenny from not Roseanne but Rose and then the next name is Anne Roseanne Kenny from Trinity College in Dublin says, you know, why wait? We couldn't, it is weird that they're not doing these large scale tests. Maybe because vitamin D is everywhere and it's cheap and you can just get it from boots, like fucking loads of it. And you know, then you sort it now. And maybe the emphasis is to make money on new drugs, who knows? But you don't even need to go down that route. You can just agree with Roseanne Kenny, not Roseanne, but Roseanne Kenny, that, you know, why wait? We kind of know there's enough evidence is in that it does really good work in terms of combating COVID-19. So there we go. There's my tip for the day. Take your vitamin C. No, not vitamin C. Vitamin D. Take vitamin C as well, but I'm talking about vitamin D. Anyway, think of a fig. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to have a little outro with music. So it's a music pack show tonight. Uh, But... I thought, uh, I didn't play enough music, man. I mean, music, I won't talk about this today. But you know music, it's my first love. No, it's not. I have a very odd relationship with music. Basically, it is a kind of a lacuna, if you will. It is a missing part of the map of my life. Yeah? Yeah? And, um, yeah, man, I just, I don't know why. Who knows why? I think maybe some people are like this, you know? Well, I, some people definitely are like it, because I'm like it. And I uh, can't be the only one. But, um, yeah, I don't know about music. I don't know anything about music. And, uh, anyway, I, I was thinking earlier today, when I... Because I'm slightly not quite introspective, but obviously when you turn 45 and you're... You know, all of the things that have happened this week... Um, you kind of think, oh yeah, maybe, but I think I'm probably too late, you know, yeah, probably I'm too late to start listening to music. (laughs) Anyway, think of a fig, think of a frog, think of a fern, think of a ferret, think of this beautiful picture that I saw, an actual photograph of a galaxy, the Great Andromeda Galaxy, And it was taken over a three-hour period, so three hours of exposure. 
and uh, it's gorgeous think of that even though you probably haven't seen it but if you want to see it you can see it at quark mark um quark spelt you know quark and then mark spelt mark quark mark it's so it's at quark mark on twitter and he took it the other day so it'll be easy to find so think of that gorgeous the great andromeda galaxy that's where we are right now that's where we are well we're not there but that's but we kind of are there you know if you know what i mean and uh here we go then one two three walk between the raindrops take care of yourself thank you ever so much for listening see you later Smile.